go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. East Eagles six and zero Giants Giants five and one the Dallas Cowboys four and two but Tony DeShields I think we got to start off today's show we're talking about the game of the night no not Chiefs Bills I mean we can talk about that if we want but this is an NFC East show <laughs> my name is Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports. I'm tired. You're tired, Tone. We didn't get home until 3 in the morning last night, but we got to talk about this Eagles win over the Cowboys. It, it was a pretty good football game. Oh, yeah, most definitely, man. It, you know, it started off really interesting because they came out with straight, like five straight passes, and that threw me off for a bit. I thought they were going to try to, you know, start the game imposing their will on the, on the line of scrimmage. But, man, things really started to come together in that second quarter, like always, putting up points. And Jalen Hurts, I think he did a, a very serviceable job. He didn't turn the ball over. He moved the chains, two touchdowns, completed 60%, 60% of his passes. Uh, what more can you ask for? Yeah, you're right. What more can you ask for, Tone? And, look, I, I made sure to point this out last night when Jalen Hurts' numbers were final. And, again, like you mentioned, 15-25, 155 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, Hover 4.6 passer rate. Jalen Hurts is the only quarterback this entire season to have a hundred passer rating against the Dallas defense. So for Demarcus Lawrence, how good is he? You know, you, you want to mention how good he is. Guess what? Pretty damn he's good last up. night. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's the reason. I mean, really, he's the reason the Eagles won that football game. Him and the three turnovers. But Jalen Hurts, the Eagles – do not beat the Dallas Cowboys if it wasn't for Jalen Hurts last night. Yeah, and you bring up you bring, you bring up a good point about the turnovers as well. Uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson with two interceptions. Uh, Darius Slay with an interception. They put pressure on Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush didn't get sacked, but he got moved moved around a lot. He got hit a lot, and he threw a couple ducks in the air, and we and we took him home. So, man. Just a just a good game. The, the type of game they needed to get that Dallas monkey off their back. You know what I mean? It, that team has been carrying them or I guess dragging them for a while. And now they beat them. So now you have to stack these wins. Next time you gotta face them on Christmas Eve. And you gotta take care of business and deliver coal. No gifts. I'm glad you mentioned the monkey off their back. Because Dallas did win the last seven to nine matchups against the Eagles. And yeah. Eagles fans don't want to hear that, but Dallas ran this division until last night. That division was the Cowboys until Jalen Hurts, yeah. Eagles offensive line, and the Eagles defense, and the Eagles running game decided, you know what? We're the better team. We don't care who your quarterback is. We don't care. Bring us your Cooper Rush excuses. That's fine. Eagles lost Lane Johnson. And I thought this – the statement of the game tone was when Dallas cut it to 20 to 17. Mm -hmm. It could have been mass pack. The link was quiet. 
You could hear a pin drop. Philadelphia is probably quiet for the first time all weekend. But there comes Jalen Hurts. Methodical. Rushed for two, two first downs. Three of three. 30 yards on the last drive. 22-yard play to A.J. Brown. The seven-yard touchdown to Devonta Smith right after. That was the backbreaker, Tony. That 13-play that mm-hmm. drive is what championship teams do. What the Eagles yeah. did last night. You can say... It was ugly win. You could say, well, the Eagles are back into it. Yes, you can. You can. But championship teams find ways to win football games. The Eagles did. Bottom line. Yeah. Think about the uh, Arizona Cardinals drive. When they knew they needed points, they drove down the field. They killed the clock. And sure, they would have loved to walk away with a touchdown. And Jalen Hurts talked about that. Them leaving food on the table. So, you know, he does this week in his Dallas. He drives down the field again, really big drive, and he gets the touchdown. The learning, the attention to detail. They're going places. Their 6-0 is real, you know, but there are some records that don't always seem as real, like that Giants record. They're 5-1, but they have some high-quality victories, Jeff. You got to give them credit for that. Oh, no. They're as legit as legit can be, Tone. The Giants are 5 and 1. I mean, you got to give them credit. There's right now, I'm trying to think of teams with five wins in the National Football League. It's the Eagles, they got six. The Bills and the Giants. Oh, and the Vikings. The, the Vikings got five, too. But you got to give the Giants respect. You do. I, I mean, they, like you said, they beat the Packers, they beat the Ravens, they beat the Titans. Packers and Ravens are three and three. They're they're part of the mixed bag of NFL mediocrity. Right. The Titans are three and two going to the bye week, but the Giants beat them. I mean, this is a legit football team whose schedule's getting easier. This Eagles, I'm glad the Giants are keeping this up because it keeps the Eagles on their toes, Tony. It, it does. The Eagles are they got a two game lead over the Cowboys with the tiebreaker, so it feels like it's three games. I know it's early, but you can wipe. You could kind of wipe Dallas out of the division race right now. I'm not going to, but you can theoretically. The Giants, you cannot. You're not playing the Giants in December. And I didn't get to catch any of that Giants game yesterday outside of a couple highlights of the box score. But I'll get, I'll tell you what, Tone. I'm really liking what the Giants are bringing every single week. It's four-core comebacks by Daniel Jones. Yep. Good defense. Um, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley. You know, Tony, you you really gotta like this Giants team, and you really gotta like this coach. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Dayball is uh, putting those guys in position, and you can't really argue with that. You know, I have to ask you though: Is he a coach of the year candidate? Like, is 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 he leading? Yeah, he is. Oh, oh. He, to me, he's coach of the year. Fouled out. Hmm. Are you, you know, No. I think I might agree, have to agree with you because, you know, it's I'm just so in I'm in awe of the changes he's made in such a short amount of time. You know, I think that's the that's the best thing about it, because the whole time you had they had us thinking it was the talent. Well, a new guy comes in with pretty much the same roster. You can argue stripped down because they had, they had to get rid of guys, you know, to make the cap. And he hasn't been five and one. And they're playing gutsy. They're playing confident football. They believe in their coach. The Giants are coming. But I like, but like you said, I like the fact that the division is tougher now. Keeps the Eagles on their toes. And iron sharp is iron. That's the bottom line. Daniel Jones getting better every week. He really is. It's kind of crazy. It's all of a sudden you have a confident coach. You have a confident offense coordinator, Mike Kafka. And this is the same outside of Evan Neal, who hasn't been good this year, the same joke of an offensive line he's played with. So it's got to be the coach, right? It it has to be. And I got to mention this, Tone. I'm going to look this up right now. But we talk about the Eagles schedule. Here's a giant schedule for you after this week. At Seattle, I mean, at at Jacksonville. The way Jacksonville's playing, that could be a win. At Seattle, that's going to be a very tough game. Seattle's a lot better than we thought. But first Texans, versus Lions. I mean, the Giants could 
legitimately go into this Thanksgiving Day matchup with the Dallas Cowboys at worst seven and three. They got a bye week mixed in there, by the way. At, at worst seven and three, at most eight and two. I mean, this this is a legit football team before they play four straight games against the eight against the NFC East. Oh, by the way, they haven't played the Commanders yet, and they haven't played the Eagles yet, and they won't until December. I mean, Giants got a brutal end of the season schedule in terms of division rivals and stuff, but I don't know, Tone. I, I think they're going to be around for a bit. Yeah, you know, I think they can very well make the playoffs if they keep pace. They're right there. You know, it's 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 going to be it's going to be a tight squeeze because the Cowboys aren't just going to go away. Dak is going to get healthier, but you know, like I said, the division is back. It's competitive, and so much more can be said about the Philadelphia Eagles when you think about where they were last year, where they are now. You know, well, you know, what's been something that stood out to you the most from last year in comparison to this year? Like something you saw change. In the Eagles team? Yes. So I don't think Jalen Hurts has the drive he had last night when it was – 2017. I just don't think the Eagles had the personnel to do it. And I don't think Jalen Hurts had the experience is the right word for him. Because it seems like all the things we said people said he couldn't do last year, he's doing. He's making the clutch throws. He's beating winning teams. He's making... Again, it's these long, conservative drives, and he seems to play a role in five or six plays in them. And third and four, for example, takes ball himself, rushes for a first down. I think he does that last year, but I think he takes more time to do it. I He knew he was going to call his own number on that play. QB sneak, same thing. Gets the quick first down. The pass to A.J. Brown. He has a receiver now he's confident in, which A.J. Brown mentioned. You know, there's still a lot left for these two to accomplish, Tone. And I want to ask you, because it's always fun to ask someone else's opinion on this. I still don't think Dallas wins that game last night with Dak Prescott at quarterback. I think, it's, I think they might score more points, maybe, but who knows. But I don't think they win that game even with Dak as quarterback last night. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you because Dak didn't look too hot in game one. Now, look, everyone's entitled to a bad start and they can always flip the script in a given week. But I just don't think the Cowboys were able to match the Philadelphia Eagles stride for stride. And that's what it came down to. Both teams had some defensive stops. Obviously, the Eagles more so than the Cowboys. But I don't think Dak changes much because – I just feel like this Eagles team is so good. They've made so many vast improvements. And, you know, I just I just think they're better. I, I just think they're better. And the coaching, I believe, is a little bit better as well. Like Mike McCarthy, let me ask you about that, man. He had a very interesting way of approaching a a, a play that he didn't challenge. You know, I think it was when CeeDee Lamb tried to cross the boundary for the first down, right? Where he got the first down, he actually did get the first down, and they yeah. ruled he did it. <laughs> Mike McCarthy, why didn't you challenge that? Like, why, why Why don't you think he challenged that, Jeff? I don't know, Tony. I don't know what Mike McCarthy does in in-game decisions, but he gave the Eagles three points there. And, you know, that's big in the grand scheme of things because you give the Eagles three points because you didn't convert the fourth down. Now, in the 26-17 game, it could have been 23-17. I mean, I know things change, but overall, though, Dallas is still probably driving for the win playing that game instead of trying to get points on the board. By the way, their points after the Eagles made 26-17 were absolute garbage to their yards because the Eagles were letting them run the ball. They were kind of letting time chew off the clock. but when it- And also, that was a moment when – uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson was off the field as well. Kevon Wallace was in for a while. Yeah. Kevon Wallace is such against the running. Like, he's oh, wait, I, didn't really get to see, I didn't really get to see the TV replay of that. 
But it seemed yeah. like he tried to strip the ball, and I guess he hurt his arm, which, by the way, is fine. He had told us that at least three or four times last night. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I I, I think this team – I think this team can really go far to like like the record. It's 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 solid. And they go into this bye. I think this bye was very I think this bye is much needed. I think it's at a good spot. At first I was apprehensive about this bye. You know, but I think it works for them. They have some injuries to get over. Lane Johnson had a concussion, so he's gonna be able to bounce back from that in due time, you know, Laura willing. And you know, how do you think they Come out of this buy, you know. As a matter of fact, what's your thoughts on this buy in general? Well, I always think buys come at the right time. I've always thought that with every team. Hmm. I prefer middle of the season buy, but overall, it's. I look, they got the Steelers coming out of it. I know Steelers beat Tampa Bay yesterday, but I I don't think they're a good football team. You know. That game's going to be at home. The Eagles don't have to travel for weeks. Remember that. Like, the only travel the Eagles are doing is players going home and seeing their families. Then they – it's a short week. Then they got Houston. I Then after that, you got 11 days off. Then you got Washington, who's not a good football team, who's got their issues. I mean, you could be looking at 9-0 before they play that stretch with the Colts, the Packers, and the Titans. And the Giants. Yeah, got them that stretch, too. So – it's going to be a pretty – it's going to be an interesting two weeks for sure. I don't think th- this team is going to get too caught up in being 6-0. They definitely didn't sound like that last night. Right. I do think they're, they're going to enjoy the Phillies run a bit. Um, but also, that defense, every week they show up to. Every single week. Everybody wanted to go on defense last week, and I kept saying, well, they only gave us 17 points. So I don't know what more you want. Well, this week they got three turnovers. They made Cooper Rush look like Cooper Rush, like how we think Cooper Rush actually is. Cooper John Rush. John McMullen had a John McMullen, Sorry to cut you off, Jeff, but no, 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 McMullen, go ahead, go, please. He had a funny tweet. He he said, "Wow, Cooper Rush is starting to look like Cooper Rush." <laughs> oh my God, like Cooper Rush, man. He 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 threw some ducks in the air, Jeff. He did not look good, Tone. He did not look good that entire night. Uh, you know. When Brandon Graham drilled him to the ground on that um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson pick, see, the land was open. Like, oh, it yeah, wide like, open. Oh, my God. Yeah, he, yeah. He yeah. It, it wasn't like, yeah, it was one of those where I, I think that was the play design, honestly. Like, he got open because the Eagles were getting pressure. By the way, I don't think Eagles got a lot of pressure on him last night because I thought Dallas's game plan was get rid of the ball quick and mm. use the running game. But and they needed to dial up the pressure. They did, and I can't say enough about how good this secondary is with Darius Slay, with James Bradbury, with Chauncey Garner Johnson, and Devontae Max is healthy too. So, uh, wait, is he? I don't remember anymore. I, 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 I'm leaving. No, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, 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 that's right. Devontae was healthy, but everyone, you know, everyone's getting in on this, right? Uh, Darius Slay has his interceptions. Uh, James Bradbury has his interceptions in pick six. Uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson has, has his interceptions, and Vontae Maddox has his. You know, the only person that's you know that's not in on the party yet is Marcus Epps, and I think that's coming too because he's getting better and better every single week. You know, you like, this secondary is this secondary is extremely formidable, extremely. But you know, we got our guy Mike Gill, you know, behind the scenes, my man, and I'm looking forward to seeing or hearing what he has to say about this game because, man, six no looks really good in the column. Jeff, any final thoughts before we go to break? I was just going to mention to you, you were mentioning the interceptions, Tone. Guess what? I think Eagles got six or seven last night. Cooper Rush is not good. That's all I got to say. Hey, man, you guys heard it here first. He's Jeff Kerr. I'm Tone to show the second. You guys are locked in on Good Morning NFC East. Next up, we have Mike Gill. Keep it locked, you guys. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. 
go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our Winter Watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Bill is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Bill, I'll tell you what, Mike. I just got back from the link at three o'clock. I'm probably on maybe two hours of sleep, and I, I don't know. Just by the look of your face, it that looks like the face of Victory Monday to me. Yeah, I mean, another game where you win the game, you, you you're. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I know people are going to keep saying all I read last night is it felt like on social media, uh, John Gannon, the defense, what's going on. And I'm thinking they're giving up 17 points like they're, you know, I feel like everybody wants John Gannon and every game to be called like it's the Super Bowl. And I'm like, they're not going to show all this exotic stuff and maybe doesn't have it. Maybe he doesn't have that in his bag. I don't know. If Cooper Rush is not the quarterback, he was horrible last night, in my opinion. If he's not the quarterback, what happens in that game? I don't know. I mean, Dallas reeked of desperation early. You know, fourth down, they go for it on their own side of the ball. They don't get it. They go down 17 nothing. They don't have the offense to come back from that. You can't make a decision that you can't come back from. And they actually got back into the game – but, again, it's like this panic mode of Gannon got undressed. And he did. The third quarter, I thought that drive was horrible. I, I thought he did make an adjustment. I said, you got to give Dallas credit. They made a couple adjustments in the in the third quarter. Um, victory Monday, yeah. What does it mean? I'm not sure. The league stinks. The league stinks, Jeff Kerr. Yeah, th there's two things. The league stinks. I agree with you. The second thing. I'm tired of hearing, oh, Dallas came back. No, they didn't. A comeback is when you actually take the lead. Every team makes games close. It's the National Football League. We see this throughout the league. All you have to do is be a red zone observer to notice this. Uh, to me, I, I just didn't think there was any real threat of Dallas winning that game. And 
The Eagles proved it when they went on that 13-play drive at the end of the game to take a two-score lead. It's a good team seemed to do that. Yeah, it's almost like the Eagles in Buffalo, I guess, Kansas City, maybe you're starting to put them closer to that tier is if they feel like it, they can throw it into another gear when they want to. I think they could have scored 40 last night. I and mean, there was a point at that game, I'm laughing, I'm thinking, this Dallas defense, everybody's talking about how good they are. This is a JV game. I mean, they just are too small, and they just could not get a stop. The Eagles could do anything they wanted. And I feel like, again, the Eagles take their foot off the gas. Is it because they don't want to show anything? They don't have that killer. In. I don't know what it is. Why Why did they stall out when the third quarter comes? Now, I think there's a couple of things that could be – this is playoff time. This is not going to affect them in the regular season, I don't think. But when they get to a playoff situation, these hot reads are becoming an issue. Guys are summing off the outside, and they're flushing Hurts away. He's got to have somebody right there. Boom, hot read. I think when Driscoll went, uh, came in and, and Johnson went out, that threw off the timing of that offense. That was a clear problem for, for the third quarter there when, when Johnson came out. But once they got that back under their feet, they, the, Dallas had no answer. And that's – you could talk about the tiers of teams in this league. That defense is a top tier. And they toyed with that defense last night. That defense was not on – the same level of the Eagles offense. And I don't know that you're going to find a defense in this league that's much better than that. And that defense was ill-equipped to make a stop when they needed to. You know what's funny about that? They would disagree with you 100%. And it's arrogance because they, in their minds, they shut down the Eagles offense in the second half. In their minds, they got back in the game. DeMarcus Lawrence still did not give Jalen Hurts any credit. For his performance, he did not get. It, it, it's so weird, Mike. Like in that locker room, they're like, "Well, we'll be fine. We got Dak back. We would have beaten them with that." It, it's almost like they had the excuse card line. You know, we've been talking about loser energy all weekend with the baseball playoffs. I felt that energy in the Cowboys locker room last night. Hey, listen, that's the way they have to think of it. Cooper Rush, you know, he got us four wins, but if we had our guy. We think we had a shot. That's the mentality they need to have. They can't go into that locker room after the game thinking, we didn't have an answer for this team. And quite frankly, the Eagles did not play their A game last night. And Dallas, look, this comes down to, Jeff, when you need a stop and you have to get someone off the field, they couldn't do it. They just could not do it. They couldn't get a stop on third down. The Eagles went for it. On, they had a shot to change the complexion of this game in the first drive of the game. The Eagles on fourth and four went for it, and Dallas Dallas. They went off sides. And, you know, that's their problem constantly. They just can't get out of their own way. They have a chance late in the game to make a stop. And the Eagles went down the field and undressed them. They could not get a stop. The good teams, when you have to make a stop, forget who the quarterback is. The defense has to get off the field. And when Dallas got back into that game, they could not get off the field because Philadelphia said, all right, you're back in this game. Let's put our foot back on the gas and see if you can stop us. They couldn't do it. Dallas had a lot of dumb penalties last night, too. Like you said, the, the fourth and four going off sides, the Micah Parsons taunting penalty, which I thought was completely stupid, probably isn't called five years ago. But it's called now, and you know Dallas Goddard basically went to represent. You hear what he just said to me? And Trayvon Diggs getting on sports like conduct penalty in the end zone after I think it was the touch. I, I'm trying to remember. I was trying to do like 50 things at once, but yeah, okay. they scored the touchdown. The Devonta Smith they scored the touchdown, and and Diggs got the penalty, and the Eagles ended up going for two because of the penalty. That's right. Yeah. So, and I'm just trying to think to myself. Wow, the Eagles are really in this team's heads. I think Dallas really felt – and look, I, I would agree with them 100%. I think their defense is really good, but Eagles – I do too, and, and I don't know where the Eagles are going to get challenged like that defensively again until they play Dallas. You know, I'm trying to go through quickly. We talked about Green Bay in Week 12. Well, they got destroyed. Yeah, I watched most of that game yesterday. They were not competitive not competitive. Their defense was not competitive against the Jets. They can't move the ball, Green Bay. The offense is so limited. 
Um, they have no playmakers. They, they can't get anybody open. They just can't get guys open. Um, so other than that, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I'm trying to go back. I, I, Tennessee is a tough team because they're they're physical. Their defense um, is bad too. It's they give up a lot of big plays. Yeah, it might I, be I, the I mean, Giants, Mike. It, it, that might be the next good defense they play. The Giants, yeah, the Giants will be an interesting game, I think, now because uh, they'll make it a, they'll make it an ugly type of game. They don't have um, they don't have that playmaker on offense on the outside. I think the Eagles can do a good job against Barkley, you know, if they game plan for that. And then you ask the corners to say, "Hey, they're limited on the outside." Look, I don't know when they're going to get challenged. I don't know that they're going to—they're not going to win forty-two to seven every week. We do see that, that, that for whatever reason. So, if you want this team to have these beautiful, aesthetically pleasing victories, you're probably not going to get that for whatever reason. They're not putting complete games together, and it's been good enough. I might have an answer when they could play a good defense again. It might be after the bye if a certain player comes back, TJ Watt. Well, they play Pittsburgh, who, um, man, what's going on with Tampa Bay? My gosh, this is three weeks in a row where you're looking at them and wondering what has gone wrong with that team. But, yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know that it'll matter. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, I thought Collingsworth brought it up to light last night. It's what are you going to do? How do you stop? I mean, I think they went after Parsons perfectly. I talked about it Friday. We had Mike Golick on my show, and he said, look, I played with Reggie White. We knew all the time he wasn't going to get blocked. People were going to come right – you know, they're going to leave him, you know, trying to run right at him. And we talked about it on my show was that's what you do with Parsons. They highlighted it all night. Parsons didn't know what was going on. Now, I think he settled in and, and had a little bit better impact. But, look, in the end – they could not get a stop. That's what it comes down to. You, you got to get stops. If you want to come back in that game, you could have Roger Stallback playing quarterback. If you can't get a stop, it doesn't matter. Cooper Rush was bad last night, but their defense, when they needed him the most, could not get off the field. And their defense, even with Dak Prescott, is the hot, is the hallmark of that team. And if their defense can't get off the field, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. And they could not get off the field when it mattered most. They had a shot to win that game last night. They were down. Give them credit. They fought their way back, but their defense let them down. Here's another aspect about this Cowboys defense. And, again, very good defense. They force a lot of turnovers. They did not last night. I think this is why the Eagles are 6-0. and When was the last time the Eagles had a turnover? Was it Jalen Hurts' big six against Jacksonville two weeks ago? Um, who'd they play last week? Arizona. Did they, I, I, think, they I think Arizona got no the Arizona, I think, had an interception early in that game. Yeah, but it was second back. Oh, yes, yeah, so that's right. You're right. It, it, yeah. Um, so yeah, they gets Arizona. No, I mean, look, the Eagles aren't turning the ball over, they're causing turnovers. That's the thing. I used to do a show uh with Darwin Walker, who played for the Jim Johnson defenses. Yeah, legend, you, by the way. I love yeah. Darwin Walker. Darwin was great, a defensive tackle, and he used to say all the time, Mike, these fans, all they care about is sacks. And when you look up at the scoreboard, Jim Johnson would say, don't let that score get over 17. I don't care how we get there. I don't care how many yards you guys give up. I don't care what they do. Don't give up more than 17, and we'll win most games. That's what's going on right now. People are getting so frustrated with the defense, and, you know, oh, Dallas went right down the field. The scoreboard said 17, and I know Dak Prescott didn't play and Cooper Rush isn't any good, but at the end of the day, they gave up 17, and that's the recipe for most defenses to win. If you give up 17, you're going to win most weeks, especially with this offense. So you can be as frustrated as you want to be. If the scoreboard only gives up 17 points, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, Cooper Rush, too. He had a, At one time in the first half, he had a 1.0 passer rating. Like, when I, was, yeah. I was talking to people at CBS last night. After the game, we're like, what, what takeaway should we have? Because I was heading down the locker room, and uh, my buddy Jared Dubin, who is a Cowboys fan, said, well, Jeff, in reality, Cooper should have probably had seven or eight interceptions. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of uh, – Jalen Hurts talks about food on the table. There was a lot of food on the table. Yeah. For that well, listen, there's two ways you could look at this. You could – what a lot of Eagles fans want is you want to rush – and blitz and force him into mistakes 
or you put coverage and make him try to make reads that he probably can't make and throws into coverage that he's probably going to get picked. So do you want sacks and rush him, or do you want him to be confused and end up with interceptions? Well, how many interceptions did he have last night? Three, four, he could have had seven or eight. Um, so it's just a different way to get to the same result, right? <laughs> we like the aesthetically pleasing sack. John Gannon chose to make him read coverage, and he couldn't do it last night. Does it bother you, the Eagles – don't seem to make the halftime adjustments right away in the third quarter. It, it feels like the third quarter. Everybody wants to talk about their second half, but it feels like the third quarter is the quarter to me where teams kind of creep back into these games. Does it bother me? I don't know, man. It's tough. This team, it just seems that they're so much better. And I hate to say that. Like, I don't want to be – but the talent disparity – See, like this team is good. They're they're deep. You know, it's like watching a good basketball team, and you're like, man, they just they just roll guys off the bench. There's eight deep. You know, they're nine deep. They're ten. You know, it's like a good hockey team that just rolls three lines out at you. They're good. They're deep, and they're not going to play. Now, you would say if you want to win the Super Bowl, you got to play a full forty eight minute game. You got to play the. You know, you can't have these lapses. Maybe you can. Who knows? I mean, look. We just seen with the baseball team right now. It's what happens on that day. This game's over. You move on and get ready for the next team. And it matters what kind of matchups they have. What talent do they have to match up with your talent? Um, yeah, they, they need to play a more complete game. That would be the, the next thing that we want to see from this team is they got to play a more complete game. But even playing not complete games, they've been completely dominant. I mean, at what game this year are you like, well, you know, I guess the – I think the Detroit game was the game – the one game this year where you felt that maybe Detroit could have won that game. No? I, I, I would agree with you. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was their biggest scare. You're right. I want to bring I mean, I don't know. Like, if you look back at the game, Jeff, you're, you're okay, they won today 26 – what, 26-17. The Eagles could have scored – 45 points if they felt like it last night, I felt like. Oh, oh, I agree. Yeah, I, I definitely felt like, as Jalen Hurd said, there was food left on the table. They could have moved the ball at will if they wanted to. I mean, it really could have been, you know, what, 20, 23 and a half? Could have been 33 a couple times. Like, there were guys open on some of those plays, and, and there were lanes created. And that's the Minnesota game. You know, uh, what other game did they score 24 and a half and then score in the second half? Those they had a couple games like that where they scored 24 in the first half. Minnesota was one, I can't remember who they played in week three, but it happened in week three too. Where if I think if they really felt like it, they probably could have put up uh, 45 points in those games I, for whatever reason, though. They're not, and is that a concern? Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, I, here's one, Mike. Because the Bills did beat the Chiefs yesterday, and because I think the Bills and the Chiefs are on that pedestal, yeah, I'll always say that. Is it fair to add the Eagles to that pedestal? The Bills, the Chiefs, and, and you know what? We'll put the Bills up. Are, are, is it fair to put the Eagles up with the Bills right now? Yeah, I think it's the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. However you want to rank them, if you want to go one, two, and then there's a little drop to three, if you want to do that, the fourth team is way off the bl is way off the blip, way back there. And quite frankly, I don't even know who the fourth team in the conversation is. I don't. I mean, you could say maybe Dallas. Um, <laughs> the Vikings, Eagles beat them. Right, Minnesota, they've won four in a row. The Eagles demolished them. And that doesn't mean they demolish them again if they played. Um, last time we talked, I think you brought Baltimore up. They got beat yesterday. Is it the Giants, Mike? <laughs> it's funny. We don't even want to bring them into the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think that the sad part is it could be the Giants, and they're 
a big step behind, I think, a lot of these teams. What is their big step? I think the quarterback is just certainly a step behind. They don't have a playmaking player on the outside, on the offensive side of the ball. Their offensive line is suspect. But it shows you how much culture can matter, especially in a league filled with parity. And trying to think of a fourth and fifth team, the fact that we just put Dallas four and possibly the Giants five says what? I'll tell you, this is how crazy this league is. I think the Jets are a legit football team. And I said that yesterday. I think they were going to give the backers all they could have. Not only did they do that, they won. When you watch this Jets team, and you watched the game yesterday, they look, they have the makings of a top 10 team in this league. I would not be shocked they made the playoffs this year. Oh, oh no. I, I think right now, because the league is so mediocre, there's so many just average teams. Everybody beats everybody. Anybody can beat anybody that, yeah, the Jets are in that mix too. I mean, um, I'm trying, man, I'm trying to think if there's a team I'm forgetting that you're just like, wow, I can't believe it. No, I mean, really, you could say, and look, again, I'm not saying the Eagles are, would beat the Bills or beat the Chiefs, but they're, how could you not put them at least? Somebody has to be in that conversation as the top two or three teams. Someone has to be there. So just saying that the Eagles are on that level with them doesn't mean that necessarily they would beat them in a one-to-one game, but I don't think that they would. It's it's not possible. I mean, Jeff, this this league is – I wake up, Jeff, watching football yesterday thinking, man, this league is just filled with so much mediocrity that we thought Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and the Rams would be shoe-ins for playoff. They all lost uh, – well, the Rams looked terrible yesterday again. Did the Rams end up losing that game? They, they they beat Carolina, but they did not look good. They did not no, look the good. last I looked, they were losing. It was 13-something, and I didn't even think to check back on them. And they pulled away. Um, I'll tell you, I, I have the final score up right now. It, it, is 20, it was 24 to 10. They won. Gotcha. But, okay. So here's one for you. Who are the top five teams in the NFC? Eagles are one. Well, Philadelphia, Dallas, the Giants are definitively three of them right now. Yeah. And then I guess after that, San Francisco, who lost yesterday, right? By the way, they got so many injuries. Here's a stat for you, Mike. You know they only had two defensive starters yesterday that either were not injured before the game or did not leave the game for any point with an injury. Yeah, no, no, that team and I and I thought yesterday Atlanta could sneak up. Atlanta's starting to be a team that's sneaking up on people. Um, it could be five of oh, one. Minnesota, Minnesota would be in the in the top five, right? What about yeah? What about Seattle? What do you make of them? Oh man, I mean, it's funny because what their best offensive player is their wide receiver, and he hasn't been a part of basically any of these wins, right? Um, essentially the, the Cardinals have been a much better road team than a home team. And then they lost yesterday on the road. They were terrible yesterday. Offensively. Uh, they're going to get Deandre Hopkins back. So that could change their fortunes, but I just don't think that team's anything better than average. No, I don't think Seattle's one. It's Minnesota, Dallas, the, 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 the giants, San Francisco, Philadelphia. They would be the five. So this is me being a troll here. The NFC South sucks. It absolutely is terrible. Um, the, the Panthers stink. We all know that. Um, the Saint, I, I think they're they're no good either. But they're in it. The Falcons are more than in it. They're a rough in the passer penalty from pretty much being in first place in that division right now. And you got the NFC North, who's got the terrible Bears. The Lions can't win a game all of a sudden. They, you know, they, they never can. And Packers look bad. I mean, the Vikings may run away with that. Well, listen, the Saints played yesterday with no Alave, Michael Thomas was out, and no Jameis Winston. And they ran the ball for 230 yards. <laughs> right. Well, let's see what happens when they get that full brigade back. They could slip. It, you know, I'm not saying they're good. I'm just saying they could be one of the, the five. Um, look, this is every week. It's this team wins. Well, you haven't played anybody. Well, you beat this team. You know, my buddy says to me last night, that he was betting Dallas because he thought that they had played a tougher schedule. You know, the Eagles haven't beaten anybody, so I'm going to bet Dallas. I said, well, nobody's beaten anybody. Dallas beat the Rams, who can't get out of their own way right now. Um, 
the Bengals, who don't look the same. And other than that, you know, they, they beat the Giants. I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, Mike, it, it, it's really fun. Baseball and football are starting to have a lot of comparisons this year. I was that guy who detracted the Mets, detracted the Braves. Well, who have they really played? You know, you play the Marlins, you play the You're being the teams you're supposed to beat. Let's see what happens if you play a team with a pulse. And, look, they're out now because they're, they play teams with a pulse. And it, it's kind of like that with football. Like, I, I feel like the Eagles are being good teams. The Bills are being good teams. Kansas City is being good teams. Outside of that. Who's beating who? Nobody's beating anybody. When the when the Bills beat the Chiefs yesterday, that's about the only game you can say, all right, now that's a game that I know you beat a good team at the end of the day, right? I mean, yeah. Buffalo going on the road to beat Baltimore two weeks ago, you thought, okay, and then Baltimore, you know, look, if baseball shows us anything, I said this all year, like, the Padres were four, uh, five and fourteen against the Dodgers, and then they played them in the playoffs, and they knocked them out. People get so wrapped up into what happens on one particular. I don't understand how this has been happening for long enough now that sports fans should have altered their thinking that if you lose or don't look particularly good one week against a certain opponent, that that doesn't mean you're not going to look good the next week or against the same opponent, look different. Look at the game yesterday. Last time the Bills and Chiefs played, it was 42-38. And I said uh, on my podcast, Belief in the Bets, this game's going under. Everybody thinks the game is over, over. There was like 86% of the money was going over. I said, this game's going under. These two teams are going to watch that and make the adjustments to change the style of the game. So whatever happened the last time they played has no bearing what happens in the next time they play. What the Eagles do this week has no bearing what they do next week. You prepare differently. You you game plan completely differently. The other team has different personnel that changes the way that they do things. We have to stop taking what we see in this game and making that who you are long term. I was on a lot of Bills and Chiefs radio shows this week, and I tried telling Bills Mafia this till my face turned blue. You can downplay this game all you want, but to me, the ultimate test to go to the Super Bowl, you got to get home field advantage. You got to make sure you play Kansas City in that freezing cold weather in January. Oh, no, we only think, yes, you do. You need this game. They got it. Who the heck is going to take home field advantage away from them? I don't think any other team outside Kansas City has four wins in that conference. I would agree. And I think if you want to shift it back to the NFC East, that game last night was essentially for for the number one seed because you would imagine who else other than Dallas, maybe now the Giants, when the Eagles play the Giants, because the Giants' schedule coming up, they could very well only have one loss when they play – Philadelphia. I mean, their schedule, I think they play Detroit next week, if, if memory, or maybe that's Dallas. Jacksonville first and then Detroit. It, it's They're both coming up. Yeah, they've got a run of games, too, that are very winnable, the Giants do. So when you start to have these higher-profile NFC games and you're Philadelphia, you've got to now have the mindset of home field advantage. And, and that's what every NFC game for them – especially with Dallas the next time. If Dallas, let's say Dallas loses. Look, you've now beat them head-to-head, and you have a two-game advantage on them in the division. That's a pretty sizable advantage with knowing the Eagles' schedule coming up. So now your next competitor for that home field advantage is Big Blue. That game turns into a – because who else in the NFC – is going to be in play for home field advantage. Tampa Bay has how many losses now? Two or three? Uh, they got three now. They're three and right. three, and they probably show four. Yeah, exactly. So I can't think of another team that is going to be within an earshot of them for that number one seed. But you're right about Buffalo. All these games now are all about getting home field because that is a sizable difference maker when trying to get to a Super Bowl. Because you go back to 17, I don't know, and this is why Carson Wentz does get a lot of credit for that run. 
he got them to home field advantage for his play in the regular season. And without that, I don't know that Nick Foles goes on that run. Yeah, I agree. So I'm looking at the Cowboys schedule right now. Um, they got Detroit. They got Chicago. Probably should be two wins, right? This is why this, is why this win was so big. Then they got the bye week. But then you got this tough part of their schedule. They got a lot of primetime games here. At Green Bay. At Minnesota. Versus the Giants. Which, by the way, the NFL made the Giants the token uh, win for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. That might not be guaranteed anymore. Um, versus Indianapolis. Those, they got like four straight national TV primetime game games, and then they got an easy stretch where they face Philadelphia. But I don't, I don't know, Mike. I don't think this Week 16 game may not be worth as much as the Cowboys might think it might be. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. You just mentioned their schedule. They got a nice little – they got a tough patch, in, you know, with that uh, – now Green Bay is just average um, – Minnesota. I don't think they're anything better than just a good team. Uh, but yeah, I thought last night was a really separator of these two teams. Philly now takes the two game plus they have the 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 one game. And I don't know. Minnesota, who you've beaten head to head, only has one loss. So I guess if they kind of linger, that kind of keeps the pressure on you a little bit. But other than that, the Eagles right now have a very clear path to get that number one seed. And that's very important. The Giants would be the next. The Giants, because you haven't played them yet, are the next. Think about that. They are the next most uh, competitive team for the number one seed right now in the NFC uh, playoffs. I look at their schedule this way. You got the tiebreaker now over Dallas. You got the tiebreaker over Minnesota for home field. Now then, there's two games I think that they need to get. The Giants and the Packers. If they do that, yeah, I don't care what they do. I think they're going to be home field in the in in the NFC, and they're going to get that buy. And Philadelphia is going to be as loud, if not even louder, than it was this week. Hence, this is hard. Yeah, and you have the Packer game is a Week Twelve game. It's at home. I think it's a Sunday night. Sunday night. Um, so That's that the will be. There you go. And then the giant, you know, you have that one stretch. Philadelphia has one stretch late in the year with three straight road games. That'll be interesting to see how they navigate their way through that. That's a spot where they could potentially, you know, you might be two games up in the NFC and maybe have a week where you kind of lose focus on a third straight road game. It's like Chicago, uh, the Giants and and somebody else is in there. I don't remember who. There's three straight. Uh, Dallas. Are they home against Tennessee or are they away against Tennessee? I think they play Tennessee at home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who. Oh yeah, because they play Houston on the road. So yeah, yeah, Tennessee's definitely at home. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think, but yeah, you're right. That Giants Chicago stretch there. I I, I mean, look, I, I look, it's National Football. You're going to lose games you shouldn't. But if we keep looking, it's like the Eagles are just that much better than the next couple teams are facing, Mike. It's it's absolutely well, crazy. And listen, I watched a lot of Giants yesterday. The two games that were on in our market were Giants uh, and the Jets. So I had both of them on at the same time. But I had the sound on the Giants game. And, you know, the the what the Giants are doing right now, the, again, they don't have this – flashy playmaker. I like the way, though, um, they got Wondell Robinson involved. It's the first time I think he's really played for them. He gave them a little bit of speed from the slot, gave them a little something. Um, I think the problem the Giants have when matched up with the Eagles is their offensive line. I don't, their offensive line is still a little bit of an issue. They had some problems yesterday with uh, Kenyon Drake. They could not stop the run yesterday. So I think the Giants are going to have some issues in that department. But right now, Sadly, they're the next best competitor. Who would have thought that after six weeks? Mike Gill, I'll be on later tonight. I promise I'll be up a little better. Uh, I, I promise my eyes will look better. I yeah, I need to catch some sleep, Mike, and I'm sure you do too, my friend. Listen, I had I know somebody who went to the Flyers game Thursday, the Phillies game Friday, the Phillies game Saturday, left the Phillies game Saturday, went to the Flyers game Saturday. Went to the Eagles game last night, and he's already up and watching us right now. That's 
dedication. Let me tell you, uh, just going all those sporting events is dedication. I went to the Phillies game Friday and covered the Eagles game last night. I thought that was enough. I got to give him credit there. Listen, Tuesday night, the Flyers play, the Sixers opener, and the Phillies have their opener. This is a perfect week for the Eagles to be on a bye. Literally, this is the best week possible that the Eagles could be on a bye. The Phillies have the National League Championship week all to themselves. And, you know, I thought Dallas week kind of got lost in the sauce a little bit yeah. last week. So the fact that there's no Eagles game this week, I think it it's worked. You, you could not ask for a better scheduling situation uh, with the Phillies getting this highlighted all to themselves. Because quite frankly, and good for the fans, Baseball playoffs, National League division series, it should have kind of overshadowed a football regular season game. Even with it being Dallas, the Eagles now have this bye week. They can kind of go into hiding, and the Phillies will own this week all to themselves. Uh, the Sixers opener on Tuesday is going to get lost in the sauce, I can tell you that much. Yeah, and the Sixers are good. That's the irony of it. I think they're going to be a really good team this year too. It, it, but, you know, Mike, you're right. It didn't feel like Dallas week at all. For most of the week until Sunday, so I would agree with you. But hey, you know what? When the Eagles do come back, I think they're going. Uh, and look, the Phillies may still be in it, but I think the Eagles are going to have all the attention that they deserve because they're the only unbeaten. Uh, once again, Mike Gill, always a pleasure, my friend. Um, I'll talk to you at five thirty tonight. All right, everybody, see you. <laughs> and guys, I, I want to wrap up the show really quick here. Look, I, I'm going to say it. I think Eagles are in the driver's seat for home field advantage. If you want to be completely honest, they beat the Vikings, who has won losses to the Eagles. They beat the Cowboys, who have two losses. Eagles have that tiebreaker. They don't play the Giants until December. I don't know the Giants are going to be. Are they going to keep pace with the Eagles? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see next week. I mean, what the Giants are doing is incredible, but the NFC stinks. It really does stink. There's no reason the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should lose the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Mitch Trubisky. Not even Kenny Pickett. But they did. There's no reason the Green Bay Packers should lose to the Jets, even though I thought the Jets would give them a challenge this week. But they did. Eagles aren't losing these games. They're not. They don't have a bad loss because they don't have a loss. We're going, oh, they let Dallas back in. No, they didn't lose. Yeah, the Eagles have their flaws. They have flaws in the second half. They have flaws of in-game adjustments. They take their foot off the gas. They leave food on the table. But at the end of the day, they win. When push comes to shove the last two weeks, they got it done, but they needed to get done. And they're 6-0. and And we'll see what happens after this bye week. We'll see how they rest. We'll see how they recover. Pittsburgh, Houston, short week. 11 days to Washington. And then you got this stretch, all of a sudden, that's just Back to what we thought was at the beginning of the season. Indianapolis, Green Bay, Tennessee. It's going to be a fun ride, Eagles fans. It's going to be a fun ride for this division. We're going to talk a lot of Eagles this week. We're going to talk a lot of Giants this week. We're going to talk a lot of Cowboys this week. This is Good Morning MC East. Once again, my name is Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports. And I got to get some sleep. I know you guys are getting up, getting your coffee. I got to get some sleep, guys. Uh, so have a good day. Uh, Burst 365 with Jody Mack and John McMullen, who was at the link with me last night. Coming up next.
the greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens. Go for the gallery, go for the win. Go to Ocean, 